0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Fourth State Drive Time Podcast. I am your host, Marty Duran, coming to you live this Monday morning, July the 11th, 2016. Thank you for your patience as I took a couple of weeks off, one for vacation and one for rearrangement of schedules a little bit, and uh, just didn't have time to get information together in order to do the podcast. But thanks for hanging around. I hope that this comes into your feed uh, and you're listening after I've uploaded, hopefully sometime uh, by mid-morning on Monday the 11th. A lot has happened in the last week, a lot of prayer yesterday morning in churches across the area uh, after the shooting deaths of Alton Sterling and Philando Castile and five Dallas policemen. over the end of last week, through the, through the last week, I should say, uh, each episode tragic, uh, each episode still under some amount of investigation in the cases of Sterling and Castile, both internal and independent investigations taking place as to the deaths of uh, those two African American men, the one in Louisiana, one in uh, Minnesota. And then the uh, assassinations of five Dallas area policemen during a uh, Black Lives Matter protest or a Black Lives Matter-type protest. I'm not sure if it had the official moniker. I'm thinking it did. Uh, regardless, it had been peaceful, and the person who did the shooting wasn't actually a part of the protest. Uh, as you've all heard by now, uh, Michael Xavier Johnson, I believe, is the one who has been um, declared responsible. There had been a number of other uh, interviews, but to my knowledge, he's the uh, he's the last, or he's the only remaining suspect, and he is deceased. So I want to talk uh, a few minutes on how some folks have approached the issue of Sterling and Castile, especially as it relates to their backgrounds. Uh, as is the case in virtually every happenst- happening where a, um, an African-American man is killed uh, by a policeman. In addition to investigation of the actual facts of the case, uh, there's a whole cottage industry of people who desire to uh, dig up as much dirt as possible on the deceased. As, uh, as if enough arrests um, somehow vindicate or warrant the, uh, the killing on the exchange where the killing actually takes place. So in the case of Eric Garner, for instance, in New York City, uh, he'd been arrested numerous, numerous times and was going to be arrested again for selling uh, single cigarettes, sometimes called Lucy's, so cigarettes outside of the carton uh, on the street. And uh, as you remember, he, was, uh, he died while being arre- or in the process of arrest. Uh, I think he was actually maybe pronounced dead in the ambulance. I can't remember for sure, but anyway. Uh, and the use of an illegal chokehold was questioned. Um, then you had Alton Sterling, who uh, there was a 911 call. ...about a man who had threatened a homeless man with a gun. The the call supposedly came in from a homeless man. The police uh, were in the process of interviewing Mr. Sterling... ...when one officer tackled him to the ground. And then uh, Mr. Sterling ended up shot in his back and his chest... ...after, uh, which was mostly caught on video Uh, in the one case and then uh, caught on video in the second case, which was provided by the convenience store owner where Mr. Sterling sold his CDs and DVDs. Then Mr. Castile, of course, has a, uh, a long sheet of traffic violations, uh, even though he had a full-time job and had had this job for over a decade uh, and was well-beloved by apparently everyone who knew him, including the hundreds of children that he interacted with on a regular basis. He uh, somehow was unable to keep a uh, car legal and insurance and driver's license current and had been ticketed uh, or stopped some 30-something times and some between 50 and 60 citations, depending on which article you read. And, um, but was not shot and killed for either of those reasons. Uh, According to the narration of his girlfriend, he was shot trying to reach for his wallet, and an officer apparently thought he was going for a gun, which the Minnesota Star Tribune has confirmed he was licensed to carry. Now, in the case of Mr. Castile, a website called the Conservative Treehouse uh, and a website called called Blue Lives Matter and I'm not sure what the conservative treehouses.com Blue Lives Matter I'm not sure the domain extension on that one uh, have taken to task based on two or three things uh, one of which was that Mr. Castile in their minds fit the description of a convenience store robber who with an accomplice had robbed uh, at gunpoint a convenience store not far from the place where Mr. Castile was pulled over. Uh, Two young black men with dreadlocks and ball caps uh, affected this robbery. And there's uh, video still, so there's security footage of them stealing cash and uh, several cartons of Newport cigarettes. Subsequently, both of these websites speculated that Mr. Castile was one of the suspects. The audio from the police indicated that he had seen Mr. Castile driving the car and that he was going to pull him over because of his wide nose. It's interesting that the police officer said the suspect's, plural, this is in the audio, the suspect's matched the suspects from the convenience store robbery, especially one because of his wide nose. Uh, So a couple things. First of all, uh, the suspects from the convenience store robbery were two men, not a man, a woman, and a child. Those were the occupants of the car. Second, the wide nose is um, quite remarkably laughable as a distinguishing characteristic, especially if it appear if is at if it is as it appears. The security footage featured two black men with dreadlocks, glasses and hats, ball caps. Every picture you see of Philando Castile he's wearing a cap and glasses, except the picture where he is deceased in the seat of his car. He has on neither glasses nor ball cap. Now yes, of course Gunshots do tend to cause your body to move around, uh, at least potentially, and it's possible that both ball cap and hat, or both ball cap and glasses were dislodged uh, as he was being shot. But the idea that he was identified by the wide set of his nose or the wide bridge of his nose, there were only like four words that were used in that description, are. rather flimsy evidence. Maybe it's enough evidence for him to be pulled over by the cop. It certainly is not enough evidence for the websites to conclude that he was a suspect. He wasn't a suspect uh, at the time. No indication that he is now. I personally made contact with the uh, newspaper writer who wrote the convenience store robbery article for a very small uh, daily Newspaper type website in the area, and he said there's been no confirmation that either of those robbers was Philando Castile. It's also worth pointing out that in the multitude of traffic violations that he had, and one or two accusations having to do with possession of marijuana, both of which were dropped. There was no, there were no violence, so no domestic battery, no domestic assault, no uh, assault on the street, no armed battery, nothing like that. Another another speculation on the site was that he was a member of the Crips gang, Crips, the Crips gang. Uh, the main mitigating um, argument against that, regardless of the fact that he was a member of one of many. Facebook groups called Crips. The mitigating argument against that is that Minnesota keeps a database of gang members, known gang members. And if Philando Castile was involved in a gang, he would most likely, especially as many times as he has been arrested or pulled over, uh, he would most likely have been in the gang database. If he had been in the gang database, he would not have been allowed to have a concealed carry permit. And it has been confirmed by the Minnesota star tribune that contra assertions to the contrary at um or contra the assertions at conservative treehouse that he was not a concealed permit holder philando castile was indeed a secure permit holder according to a source at the minnesota star tribune so um the impugning of this man's character To me, or attempted impugning of this man's character is uh, really beyond the pale. Now, all that said, of course, uh, Philando Castile could have robbed a store. Of course, you know, two days before his last breath, he decides to break out of all of his normal life and uh, and rob a convenience store with a friend of his. And it's worth noting that no car uh, description was available from that robbery. They believe that the robbers left. The convenience store in a vehicle, but they don't even know that for sure because the, uh, the chase ended in a parking lot. Um, then there was one, oh, one more thing. Uh, there was a picture of, uh, Philando Castile's girlfriend, lavish Reynolds, smoking, uh, Newport, holding a, a carton, excuse me, a pack of Newport cigarettes. And this was an indication that, uh, the thief in the video was indeed Philando Castile because there were several cartons of Newport cigarettes uh, available. So uh, your assignment, should you uh, choose to accept it, is to look up the marketing demographic for Newport cigarettes as opposed to uh, Camel, Marlboro, Pall Mall, and one or two Winston and, and a couple of the other major brands and find out who the demographic is that purchases Newport menthol cigarettes, who the demographic is that Newport cigarettes are marketed to, and then tell me if you think it's a surprise that Diamond Reynolds was uh, holding a pack of Newport cigarettes. So thanks for listening. Uh, this is Marty Duran. I'm going to try to put enough in the episode notes that you can do some research on your own if you would like to. This has been the Fourth Estate Drive Time Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and for uh, giving me your time. And until the next time, I hope you have a fantastic day.